It's extra drama for book number 47, Troublemaker. I'm back again. One Marissa, Marissa Flaxbart, and I'm here with another Marissa. Would you care to introduce yourself? Hello, all. I'm Marissa Wasellick Stewart, uh, Marissa's name twin, and uh... yes, even spelled the same, which <laughs> yes. is not so common with a name that has so as many spellings as ours. Yes, but definitely Marissa, and not Marisa, not. <laughs> I have no so Maritza. Do you get Maritza ever at like Starbucks? Yeah. Yeah, I get, uh, especially uh, in Southern California, because the, where Maritza, there's you know a large Latina population, so lo- lots of Maritzas. Got a lot of Melissas. Melissa oh my gosh, my Melissa time. is that's what you that's what people think our name is is Melissa. Yes, but also wrong. I have known a Marissa with an O, M O R. Oh. I have known Marissa with an E, M E R. Yes, and then the most common variation is Marissa with one S. I've known Marisa. Marissa with two R's, and I, I was like, do I have to roll? I was like, Marissa? Um, <laughs> I didn't know that really existed. My whole life, people have asked me how many R's, how many S's, and I'm always like, "Is are there multiple R Marissas? But I guess so. Okay. That explains Wouldn't be that. a thing if, it, <laughs> if we don't get the well, question. It wouldn't be a thing. <laughs> how foolish of me to think that we didn't have anything to talk about when uh, we could definitely have made the whole extra drama just talking about having our name. But I promised listeners and I promised you, Marissa, that we could talk about a very special film during this bonus uh, episode. The film is 1999's? Let me IMDb this. Drive me Drive crazy. Me crazy. 1999. <laughs> This, that special yes. time just before the new millennia. <laughs> I I want to like run around the room like USA USA because I cannot believe that I pulled that year out of my out of my ass like that. Okay, 1999. It's like a year that seems later than the movie should have come out. When you watch the movie, you're like, this is from 1995, right? It's I know that doesn't so seem like a big difference. It's 90s but... with their, they had their hair all up in the, you mm-hmm. remember when, when they would like twist just the front of your hair and then have yeah. all of like the little spikes at the edge where you clipped yeah. it and they all like, they all came out like a fan of, of, of hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were so violently 90s and even the um, Britney Spears uh, Drive Me Crazy song, the video was just all just bold 90s colors and pleather midriffs it was beautifully 90s yeah so this movie is adrian grenier before he was famous for being vince on entourage and melissa joan hart after she was sabrina and of course clarissa one of the most formative figures of my uh young young life clarissa of clarissa explains it all i was in college Sorry, I was not in college when this movie came out, but I was in college when I first saw it. And um, former guest of the show, repeat guest, uh, Mary Parker, who was my best friend from college, uh, she and I actually watched it pretty regularly just because it was funny. My cousin and I, my cousin, who is 12 years my senior, uh, we bonded over our love for this movie. (laughs) Um, I think I was... 
17 the first time I watched it. Um, and it was very classically teen love story. Um, boy next door that you never really saw in a romantic way, but you know, suddenly you realize that because you're pushed together, maybe because you are next door to each other, that all this time you, you really did have special feelings for the hot guy next door. Yeah. You know, when you first brought up Drive Me Crazy in the previous episode, it was when I was talking about Troublemaker making a good like teen rom-com. And but I, I didn't really I was thinking like, oh, tonally, sure, like tonally, it would be like Drive Me Crazy. But you're right, there actually are a lot of plot wise like similarities, because Melissa Joan Hart's character has uh, Brad, who is the he's the Bruce Patman, essentially. He's not a, he's not wealthy, but he's like a hunk. Mm-hmm. He's the most Although, popular guy in school that she's dating and therefore makes her the most popular girl in, or one of the most popular girls in school. Yes. Then, yeah. Well, I mean, they're she it's like they're gonna date. That's when the movie starts. It's like they're going to be dates to the big centennial dance that's happening at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the uh, movie. I mean, it's it's the big like. It, they go to a school that they call Time Zone High because it's Timothy Zonin High School. It's one of the weirdest things about the whole movie. It's like, why you can call the high school whatever you want. Like, what is so special about calling it something that you could abbreviate as Time Zone High? I just don't know. Maybe it was an inside joke. But um, Melissa Joan Hart just, like, knows that she wants Brad to be her date, and it's going to be perfect because it's like she's the queen of the school and she designed she like helped plan the whole centennial thing and she's a real elizabeth jessica hybrid i think come to think of it yeah for real uh because she's involved in in everything at school and that really uh adds to just how well liked she is by the student body um and part of the reason why she sort of grew apart from her childhood best friend um who lived next door uh chase um, who is played by Adrian Grenier. And uh, as she was on her way to the top of the social ladder in high school, he, he was very recluse. He was very much to himself, um, mostly because he was dealing with his own grief of his mother's passing and yes. uh, didn't really have time for things like, you know, school dances and student council and anything that would require you to wear a polo to school. So much like Amy Sutton and Elizabeth Wakefield, they grew into different people and then they weren't friends anymore. And in fact, it was actually even more dramatic than that, right? Because they had been dating and then it was like Chase just like became a recluse and he like stopped talking to, um, what's Melissa Joan Hart's character's name? Nicole. Nicole, of course. Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) One of the things I love about that movie, too, and about Nicole is her contentious relationship with her father. Like, he takes her up in a hot air balloon and tries to give her a copy of uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance that if she reads it, she'll understand him. And she throws it off the side of the air balloon. I totally forgot that scene. (laughs) Uh, Well, I have seen this movie in the past six or seven months, like sometime during... 
2020. The- <laughs> I, I uh, watched this movie again for like the eighth time. Well, I will say that movies like this has very much helped me cope with COVID. <laughs> Just like, like this. Yeah. I had mentioned the kissing booth in the last episode, which recently had a, a sequel, Kissing Booth 2, which is still in my queue. Um, <laughs> like all of these like teen romance movies just are a, just a beautiful distraction and because of the simplicity of the plots and like the motivations of the characters it's because they just all want to be loved in the end it's is the whole yeah. reason why I love the month of December and ramp up to Christmas because it's all Hallmark holiday films which <laughs> I have no shame in saying I do have the uh the advent calendar that <laughs> marks off every <laughs> every I don't even movie. know about that. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they actually um, are um ramping up for, you know, holidays uh like there's a twenty five day countdown to Christmas with these movies and it's a whole thing. Uh and amazing. I unabashedly just dive into it. It's <laughs> deliciously bad. <laughs> did you watch never have i ever on netflix is that the it's, one with the girl who needs money for her dog's uh um surgery and she's homeless no, no and it's also not a movie so it's a this is a little bit of a fun it is this it is a comedy series that there's a season of um, mindy kaling was the producer maybe like writer producer oh. on it and it is I when you mentioned this is less to do with Christmas and more to do with the teen the teen thing. Um, yeah, never have I ever is a great recent addition to the sort of like teen what it's like to be a teen comedy genre. I really like that one a lot, and that's what I feel like that definitely falls into the helped me cope with the turmoil of the present moment show it I don't, I don't remember how where i started the sentence but i think what i meant to say was it falls into that category <laughs> of things that help me cope you know like it is in my queue uh actually that's uh, i i do have i wish i could dear netflix um <laughs> i wish i could separate my cues based on my own mood because there are things that i would like documentaries that i want to watch and there are like that octopus one is in my queue as well um and Cues my, by mood. I love that. Yeah, because I, I like sometimes I'll like I'll find things that I want to watch later, and I'll just put it in the queue. But like it's like number forty six out of all of the you know maybe fifty three that I yeah. intend to watch. But like sometimes I'm just in the mood for cheesy teenage love story, and that way never have I ever would probably be higher up in the queue, but because I've put so much unsolved mysteries in my queue as well that I need to like actually dig. <laughs> but we have the technology people. Let's make it happen. Who do I have to write a strongly worded letter to? <laughs> I am realizing that we could spend at least an hour talking about drive me crazy. But, Which is only 91 minutes in running time, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of any other ways that it's like Troublemaker? Hmm. You know, in the last episode, we talked about how a lot of the characters um, are trying to be seen as something other than what they have been. Like, they're notoriously one way and, and they want to be seen as something else. For example, Julie mm-hmm. Porter 
is, you know, she's shy and she's, you know, reserved, but she doesn't want to be that way anymore. And that's part of what attracts her to Bruce Patman, um, because she is not the typical girl that Bruce goes after, but she sees herself in a different light because he sees her in that way. Yeah. And I think that that theme sort of carries out and drive me crazy because of, you know, Melissa Joan Hart's character, Nicole, wants Adrian Grenet's character, Chase, to um, be seen as one of those popular guys that she usually right. goes out with. And they he makes an effort. And I forget his motivations. I think it's to make his last girlfriend jealous. Yeah, Dulcie, played by Allie Larder. They, yeah, no, you're you're so right. When what they both learn, it's like maybe the best thing about the movie is the way that they both learn that this other group of people that they had kind of stigmatized is not completely not know, the way that they thought. they thought. Yeah. But yeah, like some things confirm and some things that they each meet at least one or two people from the other side. that They're like, oh, yeah, I get it. And they learn about themselves, too, that maybe they're more than the clique that they define themselves by. Yeah. And I think that we see um, we see Julie kind of, you know, make that sort of discovery of who she is herself in the same way because of all of the humili- humiliating things that. Um, Bruce and by proxy Josh had put her through. She she goes through a sort of like a growth of like maybe I am an like an attractive woman who could grab Bruce Patman's attention and and it doesn't matter because we're gonna be he like he's gonna be my date and I'm going to you know do what I don't usually do and and make out with boys at a party and like yeah um, and even though she's like wrong about Bruce what she realizes that she does attract someone who's just as cute as Bruce and Josh and Josh learns about himself too that he's more than this fraternity that he always dreamed of being in he doesn't need to define himself by that group of people Um, especially since that group of people is not the thing turns out to not be the thing that he had been envisioning them as all this time um, is Drive Me Crazy the one where there's like a character like who only meets people online and her name is Daughter Judy? Uh, is that? Uh, sure. That, yeah. So that. Daughter Judy is is like a character. We don't know who she is throughout the movie. This is a spoiler alert for Drive Me Crazy, you guys. But we don't know who she is throughout the movie. But the like kind of nerdy like put upon guy Dave in the in the movie who's part of he's one of Chase's best friends um has been talking to her online throughout the movie and he she agrees to be his date to the Centennial Ball but he doesn't know until he picks her up at her door that she is actually this girl who has become hugely popular but who used to be an outcast um she was a Robin Wilson type. Let's just put it that way. Robin Wilson being in that in the last Robin Wilson last being a character book. in Sweet Valley High. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard that episode. Um, <laughs> okay, good. So yeah. so yeah, um, I rem- that stuck out to me because I just remember daughter Judy being a really great handle. Like <laughs> if yeah. I were to AIM yeah. anyone, I would. Yeah. I would love to call myself Daughter Judy, but also, Oh, again, gosh, especially now, because it would also be, in addition to being a fun Jetsons reference, it's also a Drive Me Crazy reference. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I miss AIM. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it was it was a simple in a way. It was like both modern, but now at the time so modern, and when we think back on it now, like so so much simpler. Because like, you had to be at your computer to use it. Yeah, we don't really do it much wasn't always. anymore. I don't know. I no. <laughs> I well, Marissa, chatting. once again. Oh, sorry. I'm no, cutting no. you. I'm cutting you off. No, no. You I miss chat rooms. There's probably still some out there somewhere. I, I don't know if you want any. You want to be a part of? But. I don't know. I, I'm scared of the internet <laughs> these days. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a healthy fear. Um, Someone avoid, who works in digital marketing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think it's good. To, that's how you know. Like when, you, when you're working with the internet all the time, you know better than anybody that the internet is a dangerous place. And um, gladiators, I hope you'll avoid it, except when you're using it to listen to Sweet Valley Diaries or to visit us on Instagram at Sweet Valley Diaries or on Twitter at Sweet Valley or when you're leaving reviews of the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, Marissa, thank you so much for giving me that great segue and for being here again and for talking about this wonderful movie that has some slight connection to Troublemaker with me. Well, thank you for having me. And thank you for letting me reminisce about uh, my favorite movie of the 90s. Uh, (laughs) Or should I say cultural movement? Uh, And uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you did. Um, and yeah, anytime, any, I'm so very happy to book report with you. Um, and especially Yay. with this subject matter. So, uh, anytime you need a reader, I'm here for you. Uh, Yay. <laughs> well, I, you will be called upon again. I have no, have no fear. <laughs> Thanks again. I have no doubt. <laughs> Maybe your fear that you will be called again. Okay. Thank you again. All right. I'm going to stop recording now.